Hey everyone, welcome to this itinerary release bonus edition of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and the long-anticipated summer 2024 Disney Cruise itineraries were announced this morning, and that's Thursday, March 23rd. The summer itineraries are always my favorite to comb through because there's so much variety and the, the fleet is kind of is literally all over the map. And making things more exciting this time around, this is the first time we're seeing scheduled stops at Lighthouse Point on certain itineraries. Um, Disney Cruise Line announced a few weeks ago that the des- that you know this new destination would be ready to welcome guests in the summer of 2024. So I was really looking forward to seeing what the plan was for bringing guests there and we'll get into all that here in a minute. But first, I would really love to help you book your next cruise. As you probably know, I am a travel agent that specializes in Disney cruises. So if you're interested in one of these new itineraries or any Disney cruise itinerary for that matter, please consider letting me book it for you. It costs you nothing to work with me. Everything is the same as booking through Disney. And the best part, you get some onboard credit to spend on your cruise. So if you have any questions about that or if you'd like a quote, send me an email at Wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. The opening week booking schedule for these new itineraries looks about the same as we've uh, come to, as we've been used to recently. Platinum Castaway Club members can begin booking on Monday, March 27th, followed by Gold Castaway Club members on Tuesday, March 28th. Uh, Silver and DVC, uh, Silver Castaway Club and DVC members can book on Wednesday, uh, that is March 29th, and then general booking will be open to the public on Thursday, March 30th. So I hope you're excited about these itineraries. I know I sure am. Um, I will get into them in a second, but first I have invited a couple friends on to discuss these with me. Joe from backtothemouse.com and Chris in the concierge lounge. Thanks, guys, for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yep, thanks for having us, Wes. Uh, so to kick things off here, I guess, uh, Joe, what were you most looking forward to seeing with this itinerary release? Well, after looking at uh, at Chris's pictures from last year and also um, Doug and Michelle's pictures from Rope Drop Radio on deck, uh, my daughter decided that we were going to do a Greek Isle cruise uh, next summer. Nice. So I've been eagerly anticipating uh, the release of those. Gotcha. And Chris, what about you? Anything that you were particularly excited about? Yeah, we, we want to do something in, in Spain. So something starts there, ends there. So nice. that's what we're kind of looking at. All right, cool. Uh, so for me, Lighthouse Point was the the big thing. I was really excited about that. You know, when they announced it, it was much sooner than I thought it was going to be. So I, you know, I, I was a little bit surprised to hear that it was going to be summer 2024. So I was excited about that. And then I always like to just see any new ports of call. So uh, I like to see if they've, you know, they've changed anything up with the Alaska itineraries. And so well, we'll get into all that. <laughs> we're this is going to be a little bit interesting because you're you're literally going to be getting our live reactions i've had a little bit of uh opportunity to go through these uh itineraries but not as extensively as i as i normally would where um, my wife and i are going away for the weekend so i was trying to uh you know get this put together so that we could get something out for you all to to listen to so you're, you'll be getting our, our live reactions for the most part um so let's start with what I thought was the biggest news from this itinerary announcement, the visits to Disney Cruise Line's new destination in the Bahamas, Lighthouse Point. Uh, and as I mentioned a little earlier, Disney Cruise Line teased this a couple weeks ago, but we weren't really sure which ships would visit. 
and now we know. So it's it's interesting to me that it's it's really the magic that will be the exclusive ship visiting Lighthouse Point during this time period, with you know two itinerary exceptions on the fantasy that we'll get to. But um, I guess Joe, what do you what do you make of it being the magic uh, that'll be visiting Lighthouse Point primarily? So. I always look at I always look at my my cruises and my vacations from a from a cost value perspective, right? And and I, I put out posts about that as well. So I think from a business standpoint, for for Disney to to basically pump up the magics as as one of the, I mean I mean there there are some exceptions, but basically the only ship that's going to Lighthouse Point, I think that that's really good for them, right? I mean they can they can get the prices up for those. Uh, they can sail it out of Fort Lauderdale, um, and, and almost take it back to its original sailings of three and four nights. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it did for years. Yep. So I think it's a good move from from uh, Disney Cruise Lines' perspective. Yeah, gotcha. Um, what about you, Chris? Any initial reactions to that? Be, it it being the magic. Think, it just makes me think that the magic sailings might have been soft a little bit, and so they, you know, they're pumping them up. Gotcha. So I, I'm I'm wondering if it's less about generating interest in the magic and you know increasing the price on the magic, and more about just like the volume of guests that they want to bring there in kind of the early stages of Lighthouse Point. So to me, it says that maybe it's not going to be a hundred percent finished by summer 2024. So they you know they want to limit the number of guests that they plan to bring there um, early on. Let you know if they have four ships bringing passengers there that that's a lot of people bringing you know visiting a a brand new untested destination so i don't know that's that's just my thought because i i was definitely surprised that you know it's really only the magic that'll visit i i thought for sure the wish might go there um and and you know some of the other ships but anyway that that was kind of my take on it but the fantasy is going there for the inaugural twice in one week, so they're taking forty five hundred people there twice. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But don't we're, we'll get there. Don't don't jump ahead on me. <laughs> uh, so the magic will be cruising primarily from Fort Lauderdale beginning in May twenty four after one repositioning cruise from San Juan that departs on May fourth. That cruise visits St. Thomas, Nassau, and Castaway Key, and from there she'll sail. Mostly three and four night Bahamian cruises with stops at either Castaway Key or Lighthouse Point and Nassau. And then <laughs> another thing that jumps out to me on this is that they are selling a three night Lighthouse Point preview cruise on June 6th. So that to me sounds like a marketing tactic because it's it's not exclusive. It's open to the public. So, you know, but when they call it that, it's, it sounds like you should pay more, right? <laughs> Uh, like what is a what is a preview cruise to to a new destination? I don't I don't understand. <laughs> I, I think they're telling people up front, hey, not everything may be ready, but you can see it first. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you might be right. I just thought it was interesting. They're calling it a preview, and maybe that's because they're calling the one on the fantasy the inaugural, but that's actually the second cruise that goes there. So I I don't know. Interesting. But, but they could charge you more too. <laughs> exactly. They give you less. Yes, I, I, I think that's. I, I definitely think that's. Uh, that's part of it. So. <laughs> um, beyond that, uh, what would otherwise, to me, be the best itinerary from this whole release, if it weren't for the one that we'll talk about in a second on the fantasy, it's the the five night Bahamian cruise from Fort Lauderdale, which visits Nassau, Castaway Key, and Lighthouse Point. So. 
maybe you know this becomes the new double dip that we that we look out for uh, on future itinerary releases. You know, a stop at both Casawicky and Lighthouse Point. Um, I was wondering if there would be any cruises that visit both, and there are actually four of this particular itinerary. So July first, July fifteenth, July 29th, and August twelfth. Um, so I haven't talked to my wife yet, but this is you know one of the ones that I've got my eye on. Any other thoughts on the magic? No, I think when I first looked through them, I, I, I was missing a hunk of cruises from June 10th to the 19th. Oh. But um, I, it could be that they when, when I looked at them, maybe they just hadn't populated them yet. Yeah, it could um, be. When I when I took my first spin through, they definitely weren't all loaded because when I looked later, I found some that I hadn't seen before. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm just missing some in there. But um, which ones did you say were doing the the uh, the new double dip? Uh, there. So there's there's four itineraries in July on the Magic where th- uh, that's visiting both Casawicky and Lighthouse Point. Yep, I see that now. Yep, I think those would be a great cruise to go on. I'm kind of bummed that they're in July. Uh, I, there's there's one in August. August twelfth through the seventeenth looks like it's a it's a double. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, books, three so. in July, one in August. That's right. And I, I guess I, I can go without the kids then. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thought though, Chris, because July, like we're not. We usually think of cruises as like we want to get away from the winter and the cold and or you know like back to school type vacations, and we don't necessarily like to get away in the summer. But these itineraries are so intriguing that you're like well maybe maybe we'll make an exception uh all right let's uh let's move on to the fantasy so the fantasy has quite a bit of variety in summer 2024 so you you obviously have the normal seven night eastern and western caribbean cruises there's one castaway key double dip um that departs on july 20th which (laughs) normally that's one we would be excited about you know a, a double dip on you know on the fantasy uh, at Casawicky, but because of these other itineraries now, you know, they're not as exciting. Uh, there's one 10 night Southern Caribbean cruise from Port Canaveral, uh, departing on July 25th. And again, this is an amazing itinerary. Uh, St. John's, St. Lucia, Dominica, Tortola, Lighthouse Point, and Casawicky. So you got that new double dip on that cruise. But I mean, the best itinerary that they released. And I didn't see this the first time through a seven night lighthouse point inaugural cruise from Port Canaveral with two stops at lighthouse point. So that one visits lighthouse point twice and castaway key and Nassau. Um, but I mean that just three stops at Disney's private Island destinations is pretty incredible. So that one departs on, on June 8th. What are you guys' thoughts on that one? Or I guess on the on the fantasy overall? I think that itinerary would be an awesome itinerary, and it's early. I, I might be able to make it work. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's, and, I, and is there – are they not going to um, – oh, I just lost my train of thought. The island in the middle of the ocean. Bermuda. Bermuda. They're not going to Bermuda in the fantasy again? They're not in this itiner- in this release, but I think in the past it it was the fall and oh, okay. and the uh, winter slash spring. So April and I want to say 
September, October. So I don't think that was in the, the summer release last time. Okay. Uh, but I'd have to go back and look to, to, to be sure. Um, Joe, have you looked at the prices on that uh, that seven night inaugural cruise yet? Yeah, they're um, reasonable. They're, pretty, they're well, <laughs> I mean, they're 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 up there for a family of four for a a veranda is uh, a minimum of eleven and a half thousand, which wow. is pretty. I think it's about it's about. Um, I would say that's probably about two thousand or so higher than their normal peak summer prices. Okay. But you know, I mean, if you really want to go to Lighthouse Point for the second time since there's already a preview cruise before that one, <laughs> uh, you could you could get on that ship. And I'm sure that there'll be um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that are that are eager to see that new destination on on board for sure. And and to your point, I mean the 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 summer fantasy cruises are are typically um very expensive anyway so um you know i'm not i'm not not too surprised to, to see that one have such a, a premium especially with those with those new destinations i'm actually a little bit surprised at the dates right because they're they're it's from june 8th through the 15th and you know i don't know when your school systems let out but ours usually uh run a little bit late um into uh, into that first week of June, mm. so that might that might be a little bit tough for some. Yeah, June eighth. That's to, a good point. To to, right? That's a good point. A lot of schools go into the later weeks of June, so um, yeah, maybe there'll be lower demand. I don't know. The California public schools, I think, go to at least that far. So, oh yeah, is yeah, that's a Saturday. So, like, I think uh, my my youngest daughter is going to be graduating from high school. I think she graduates on either the sixth or the seventh. So. Um, but I know that the exams keep running that week. Yeah, so so that's kind of a rundown of the fantasy. That ten night Southern Caribbean cruise is is normally that's you know that'd be the one we'd be talking about because it's it's kind of new. It's got some new stops. Obviously, it has the Lighthouse Point, Castaway Key, uh, Double Dip. So uh, some good itineraries to consider on the fantasy for sure. Um, next let's go to the wonder. So the wonder in the summer, we have, uh, been used to seeing, uh, it go to Alaska and that's exactly what it'll be doing again. Um, you have your typical seven night Alaskan cruises from Vancouver with your traditional stops, um, at Skagway, Juneau and Ketchikan. And then you have the day visiting the, you know, visiting the glaciers, um, there is a five-night Alaskan cruise that visits Ketchikan and also does that that glacier viewing um, down the fjord. And then one nine-night Alaskan cruise from Vancouver. So again, we've been used to seeing these. That one visits Ketchikan, uh, Juneau, Icy Strait Point, Sitka, and Victoria. What's interesting about that one is you don't see the Hubbard Glacier as a uh, you know as a destination on that cruise, which I know is is one of the things that makes that itinerary really popular. So I'm not sure not sure why they why they moved away from that one, but that's your uh, that's your rundown on the wonder. Hey Wes, did you notice that uh, unless I'm looking at it wrong, half of the cruises go to half of the seven night cruises go to Skagway, the other half go to icy straight point yeah that's so that's a great point so i i um i think this coming summer there was only one cruise that did that uh did that 
itinerary, like you said. And you're right, Joe. There are there are nine that visit Skagway, and then there are uh, eight that swap out Skagway and add Icy Straight Point. So maybe maybe they are seeing some demand for Icy Straight Point. I you know it's interesting that they added so many of that itinerary, but uh, maybe they just want to mix it up for for people. Give them some variety. Didn't Skagway have problems with the rocks coming down to the, the port? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, all fixed. Did they get I it? I saw post last week. It's all fixed. We were there. I saw all the all the rocks. Oh, that's right. Gone, yeah, and Chris, you'll probably be Alaska'd out by by next summer, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, we're we're going to Alaska this summer, and I gotta tell you, like the logistics, getting there and coming home is is like coming from the East Coast. It's it's tough. Not a lot of not a lot of available flights. I just started looking. I didn't pay attention to Alaska earlier. So there, there is no Dawes Glacier at all in any of these, is there? No, they're calling it uh, the the Sit- Sitkeen Ice Cap. Um, and so I don't know. That may be that you know the Dawes Glacier. I don't. I've never heard of that name before. Yeah, yeah, me neither. So is that just whatever glacier we can go to on that day? It could be. Maybe. It could be. Yeah, because sometimes the you know the different fjords aren't allowing uh, you know sh- cruise ships to come in, so that could be what it is. Um, not sure, but yeah, the not having the Hubbard Glacier on the nine night is a little bit interesting. And but the schedule is still the same. You got the glacier basically on Tuesday, yep. Skagway Wednesday. You know Thursday, Ketchikan Friday, Dave C Saturday. No, what am I missing? There's something missing. So Sitka, and that one also goes to Victoria, which I don't. I'd have to go look, go back and look at what the uh, this summer's nine night itinerary looks like, but a little different. All right, let's go to the dream, which <laughs> I'm a little nervous to talk about this one because there's there's so much going on and a lot to. Uh, go through and I, I didn't have a chance to kind of go through these ahead of time so just bear with us here as we as we kind of comb through these itineraries um, one thing Joe that you pointed out to me is you know the the Southampton as a as a home port so first of all let me let me back let me let me back up for a second the Disney dream will be spending the summer in uh, in Europe, which we, we sort of expected because that's the, you know, that's what, um, that's what it did this past summer, right? The dream was there this past summer. It's going this summer. Going this it's summer. Going, Thank you. Yes. It's, it's, sorry. We'll be going there this summer. And so, you know, not surprised to see it going there again. Uh, and then, so Joe, you pointed out that Southampton will be a home port, which maybe they learned something from those, uh, uh, those UK cruises that they did during COVID, right? I, I, maybe they they got a good uh, a good feeling of the demand uh, out of the UK market for for cruises for in order for them to move it there as much as they did. Right. Well, especially if they're all three and four night cruises too. It's like I'm really shocked at the number of short cruises on this itinerary in general. Even some of the Mediterranean cruises, a lot more five night cruises. It's, yep. There's not any long cruises hardly at all. Right. Yeah. So from Southampton, there's there's. A th- uh, one three night cruise, a four night, cru- a couple four night cruises that you know have only have a single port of call. Um, one that visits France, a five night Spain cruise from Southampton, 
there's a Western Europe cruise from Southampton. That one visits Hamburg, Germany twice. That's interesting. So it looks like back-to-back days in Germany, Amsterdam, Brussels. That would be cool. I like I like those ports of call. So I noticed there's 18 sailings on this eternal release. How many was there last year? Was it like 12 or 13 or something? You mean 18 different itineraries? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it 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 definitely seems like a lot, and I I think it might be driven sort of by that uh, those those three and four three four and five night cruises that happen out of Southampton. Because unless I'm missing something, there's only three cruises that are longer than seven nights. Where last year there was at least three Greek Isles cruises that were nine night or eleven night, and then some other longer cruises too. No, there's a lot more that are more than seven nights. So let me let me let me put a little let me put a filter on here. So, so I've noticed that DCL websites um, filtering capability is not what it should be. Agreed. When I filtered it by European cruises just a second ago, I wasn't seeing the Western uh, that Western cruise that you were talking about. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What is he talking about? I don't see that cruise." And then you know, you go back and and you refilter it a different way, and then it it pops up. Yeah. Um, In my opinion, it should you should be able to sort by by date and have it like chronological. And that'd be nice. It just doesn't it doesn't do that. So. Um, no, and if you you know you put in Europe and it's missing it's missing cruises that you would think of are in Europe. <laughs> right. You you filter by the ship and it it uh, for example when I filtered it by the Fantasy the uh, seven night inaugural Lighthouse Point sailing doesn't show up. Mm. Um, so uh, we I, I definitely might be missing some of the ones that we're talking about here. But um, Chris, I noticed that there were. There are four Greek Isle cruises that that I saw. I saw two seven nights out of Rome. I saw a nine night that leaves Barcelona and ends in Rome. And an eleven night, right? And an eleven night that that leaves Rome and ends in Barcelona. And the seven night that's new for usually you don't see Greek Isle on a seven night. Yeah, you had to choose. Um, you had to choose between if I'm going to. I want to make sure that I get this wrong. Either you could go to Santorini or you could go to Athens, but you couldn't go to both mm-hmm. on a seven night. The nine night and Santorini the... for the win, man. Athens is just <laughs> yeah. pretty huge. <laughs> so, but, but so much history, though, Chris. So we haven't been. So we're going to, I think we're going to try that nine night cruise. Um, and that way we can, uh, we can get in uh, Athens and uh, Santorini. Mm-hmm. Uh, for both of those, yeah. the eleven night is a little bit. Uh, I think the 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 again the price value ratio isn't quite there for for the eleven night. Um, it's it's quite it's it's thirty percent more for two extra nights, and I I don't quite think that's worth it, but we'll see. I think the nine nights the way to go, and we that's what we did last year. It was kind of the perfect amount of time. Yeah, that seems like a great. Uh... A great cruise, the nine nights. But the eleven night, you get to go to Malta and another stop in Italy. Yeah. Besides Turkey. Oh yeah, Turkey. Is that that might be? A, is that a new protocol? Kuzadasi. I haven't seen that one before. That's interesting. Maybe, maybe I, the nine night is stopping there as well. Oh okay, yeah, interesting. But the nine night doesn't go to doesn't go to Malta. Micah? Correct, and it doesn't go to 
Catania, Italy. Uh, uh, Mykonos. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I don't want to mispronounce that, but. Yeah, so, oh. I, I mean, the point is lots of Mediterranean and Greek Isle opportunities for you in summer 2024 on the Dream. Um, and there are some Nor- a couple Norwegian fjord cruises, which it seems like they are getting fewer and fewer. And I don't know if that's because they don't like these large ships coming to their ports. But it looks like, to me, there's only one seven-night Norwegian fjords cruise and then one... 12 night Norwegian fjords and Iceland cruise. So only two opportunities to go to go on Norwegian cruises. There may be some, uh, some Norway stops and some of these other ones. But, um, one thing that I noticed was missing from this is the Northern Europe. So we we saw some Northern Europe cruises, uh, that are, that are sailing this summer. I don't, I didn't see any in this itinerary release, which I really liked those itineraries, but, um, I don't know if the, the Russia thing is causing uh, causing them not to go back there in that direction for now, but I just you know that's something that stood out to me. It looks you know, like those were all replaced with those Southampton cruises. Yeah, yeah, and maybe that's maybe that's the reason they're just doing they're doing more out of the out of the UK. Well, if you go and you check the um, the special offers from Disney Cruise Line, a lot of the uh, sailings out of Southampton for this year that are. The Norway cruises are greatly discounted. Mm. Oh, okay. Thirty-five percent off. So I suspect that they didn't book them up. But but the other side of that says, well, they're in September and late August, and so you've you know. Yep. Kids are back in school. All right. That's the dream. Lots of different, like I said at the start, lots of different itineraries. Uh, so I would encourage you to check the Disney Cruise Line website to you know to to, to search through all of them if if you think you want to visit Europe in summer 2024. And then lastly, uh, we'll go to the wish and the wish is sort of just like, LOL, cause no creativity, no, uh, all completely status quo. Three night Bahamian cruises from Port Canaveral visiting Nassau and Castaway Key. And then four night Bahamian cruises visiting, uh, Nassau and Castaway Key. So <laughs> nothing, and those would have days at sea in them, obviously, but nothing unique or uh, exciting about the Wish itineraries. I, I'm i a little bit shocked that they're not bring, bringing their newest ship, their newest product to Lighthouse Point. Um, but, you know, I, I would imagine the, the treasure will have stops there once uh, once we see itinerary uh, itineraries for that ship. Any thoughts on the Wish? No, I don't, I don't think they really need to take it to Lighthouse Point, right? It's a brand new shiny ship. You're probably <clears throat> need right. To do anything to sell it? Um, yeah. It, it you know it wouldn't be actually shocking if when the treasure comes online, maybe it does the same thing and it you know it just hits Castaway because it's the newest shiniest ship. They don't need to right. take it to Lighthouse Point, but but that maybe they will need to take, you know. Uh, the dream and the ma- and the fantasy there to get people um, yep. more interested in booking those ships. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you might... right? Most people want the new shiny ship. So, and it, you know, the three and four night cruises, you know, a couple of Disney World vacation kind of sell themselves. I was just going to, I was just going to say exactly that, Chris, you're right. Those, those don't need a lot of marketing. Don't need a lot of um, bells and whistles because of, you know, they're short cruises. They, they have proximity to Walt Disney World and, 
Um, and you can, you know, combine those as a vacation. So yeah, I, 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 I said I was shocked, but I'm really not shocked. Um, I just, I thought maybe we'd see some, uh, visits to Lighthouse Point on the wish, but that was not the case. Um, and then Joe, I think you said you just scheduled your first cruise on the wish, right? I, yes. I, I was booked <laughs> did on, you, I, did I was, you unschedule it? <laughs> no, I was, booked since we on, talked, I was booked on one of the canceled ones, right? Oh, I yep. think I booked for, I'd actually booked it for sometime in June and then I moved it to July and it, it all ended up getting canceled. Um, but, uh, I'd been wanting to get on the wish because we hadn't been on it, but, uh, I'm, I'm not as excited about it from the standpoint of, of the adult spaces, uh, and, 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 uh, not sailing concierge and and what's available for adults from that standpoint. But, um, we finally found a, uh, a four night that, that we wanted to do. So yeah, I, I sent something off last night to, to book a, a four night, uh, on the wish in February. Okay. Well, we'll be curious to see your reactions to that real quick. Uh, favorite itineraries from this, uh, announcement. Chris, what was yours? I think it's that fantasy going to Lighthouse Point and Castaway. What about you, Joe? Um, well, as I said, I've been looking for a Greek Isle cruise, so so we're uh, focused on that nine night. But uh, o- overall, um, I actually like the ten night Southern uh, Caribbean. Yeah, that's a good one uh, because it's going to Lighthouse Point and Castaway. Yep. Um, yeah, those are that's a really good one. I'm with you, Chris. My favorite is that seven night uh, on the on the fantasy with two stops at Lighthouse Point. But I also like I really like the magic I, um, those five night cruises out of Fort Lauderdale that visit Lighthouse Point and Castaway Key. So uh, lots of fun itineraries to look at. Um, like I said at the beginning, if you would like me to help you book one of these exciting itineraries please reach out to me joe and chris thank you so much for uh coming on and and give me your thoughts <laughs> sorry to kind of throw it at you like yeah you gave me 15 minutes next time a half an hour be nice <laughs> yeah chris chris got about 15 minutes uh a notice because you know he lives on the west coast and uh we're, we're recording relatively early in the morning here on the east coast so uh appreciate your thoughts chris and uh and joe no thanks problem. for Thanks for uh, giving me your thoughts as well. Okay, sounds good. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.